0: I'm Jamie Gennaro, and this is Business for Humans. Let's talk about taking your business to a new level without the suits and without being a robot. Here, you can be yourself, you can be imperfect, you can be flawed, and you can still have raging success. So let's go. Well, hello. It's funny because to me it's, I'm just coming off of the weekend. So you're probably listening to this on a Tuesday, but it's fun when I record on Monday morning because it really does feel like the start of my week. Like here we are talking about the, the challenges that might come up this week and we're getting ourselves prepped. So it always feels nice to kind of start the week with the podcast. So thanks for being here. And for listening, for being a loyal listener, (laughs) I appreciate it. So today I want to talk about difficult conversations. And mainly I want to talk about having difficult conversations with people that work for you. So that could mean either somebody who's on your team and you're the team lead, or somebody that's working for you as a freelancer if you run your own business or an employee if you run your own business and you have somebody on payroll. So why do these conversations feel difficult? Because we don't like conflict, right? Just human nature is to avoid conflict, to avoid discomfort, right? This is why we buffer, we go towards things that feel good and we go away from things that don't feel good. And sometimes when we see somebody on our team who isn't quite performing up to the standards that we expect, that conversation can be hard because we just don't want to have it. So let's look at the mindset first of going into a conversation like that. If we think to ourselves, this conversation is hard. I don't like hard conversations. I don't like conflict. That conversation is going to be infinitely more difficult. But if you go into that conversation with a mindset of, I want to reset things, I want to be clear, I want to be kind, these conversations are great opportunities for recalibration. This isn't a moment for us to get more comfortable with each other also like this is also an opportunity for me to get more comfortable with these types of conversations so when you go into the conversation with that type of energy and mindset you are already setting yourself up for more success the other thing that's really effective as you go into these conversations is to think about the outcome you want So don't just go in it blindly, really focus on the outcome. Now, what's interesting is with with a lot of things, what my advice is to clients is don't think about the outcome, (laughs) like just go forward, especially with marketing tactics. I always say, you know, unless it's performance marketing, but if you're looking for certain types of brand awareness, I always say, you know what, just put yourself out there. That's step one, especially if you're a small business or a solopreneur. I often say, put yourself out there and don't think about the outcome because sometimes thinking about the outcome stops people. But I think when you're going into these conversations with people in a resetting expectations sense, you want to be focused on the outcome. What is the outcome you want? That's going to help you frame the conversation so that you're not coming in and putting somebody on the defensive, you're not um, berating someone, right? You're coming in with the hope that the conversation is going to have a certain outcome. It doesn't always happen, of course, but that's your goal. So when you set your goal there, that always helps the way that you frame the conversation. So, for instance, let's let's say I have this happened to me actually not that long ago. I brought on a freelancer to help support with some marketing tactics and this person was fine, but there was definitely like, a. let's see, how can I even frame it there? I don't know that there was necessarily like a misalignment. I think that what my expectation of the quality of the work was going to be higher. So I I think I had a higher expectation that this person was maybe a more um, qualified graphic designer than they were. So when I bring on people into my organization, which is very small, when I talk to people or vet them for the role, I really want to make sure that what they're telling me they can support me with is something that they're really qualified to do. So this person had a lot of experience, kind of more in a VA fashion, like a virtual assistant and not so much in the marketing realm. And obviously like marketing is my background. So if I'm bringing someone on to support me, they need to have a level of marketing understanding, at least on par with, with kind of where I'm at or close to, like, I really want someone who's going to come in and like, tell me what to do. So that expectation probably wasn't really clear. And also when I was vetting this person, I wasn't likely vetting them for that type of relationship. So I really love working with people who come in and have a really strong point of view, who come in and they're like, hey, you know what you need to do? X, Y, Z. This is really going to help you get there. I don't like to be the person driving because if I'm driving, then I might as well just keep driving. I'm looking for somebody to take the wheel so that I can focus on something else. So so that's my personal expectation. That expectation wasn't set. So my outcome in a conversation with someone who is not meeting my expectation would be clarity. Number one, I want to make sure that it's clear and that we come to an agreement of next steps. So that's the outcome I want. I want to make sure that we finish the conversation with a direction for where we're going. If you go into this conversation without wanting that as an outcome, you may not conclude the conversation. And it may feel like something that goes on and on. And in this type of expectation, setting conversation you don't want it to go on and on right it probably has gone on too long already and you're probably frustrated with the lack of delivery potentially that this person is presenting so you want to make sure that you end the conversation with a very clear directive of what's next are we going forward or are we not going forward and you need to know before you go into that conversation what going forward looks like, and what ending the relationship looks like, and what are the two things that are going to weigh into those. So in my conversation with this freelancer, with this freelance marketer, my hope for the outcome would be clarity and also that I understand the quality that they're going to be able to deliver. So that for me meant graphic design, like a certain level of graphic design and a certain level of marketing knowledge. Okay, so now what do we know by me describing this person to you? This person was a VA who didn't have a high level of marketing knowledge. So when I go into this conversation, I can avoid the actual conversation that I need to have with this person, which is basically, you're not the right fit for this role. Or I can set a clarity, you know, I can set clarity. I can make sure that the expectations are clear, but I already know that she's not going to deliver because I already know that the graphic design was not at the level I needed it to be. And I also knew that she wasn't going to be able to kind of meet me where I needed to be met on the marketing side. So you need to know this going in. And this is why people avoid these conversations because number one, they'll say, well, I need to replace them before I let them go. Okay, so that's reasonable. I I can't have that conversation until I have a replacement. Okay, very. that's justified. However, what happens is people have this level one conversation with people and then they never have the follow-up conversation and then they get busy and then nobody comes in to replace this person, and then it goes sometimes for a year. This person could be in a role where they're not meeting the expectations, and they have no idea. And this is 100% not fair. I think this happens a lot more outside of the Netherlands than inside of the Netherlands, because I don't think that Dutch people would let a conversation like that go. However, it is a reality that you might need somebody to replace this person. And you want to make sure that you're really giving them clear guidance before letting them go. So there is an expectation setting conversation that needs to be had. However, I have to keep reiterating this. If you already know that they're not meeting the mark, it doesn't make sense to keep pulling their leg, right? Just to keep egging them on as if they're the right fit for the role. So if you already know that they're not the right fit, then there are two things you can do. You can find another role for them that might be better suited to them. Or you can decide what that time frame is, right? So you can say, listen, for me working with freelancers, I typically have like a 30 day out with them. So I would say listen, you know, I'm not going to renew next month. So for, you know, these reasons, I think it's good to be clear. Like, listen, you know, when I brought you into this role, I had an expectation of X, Y, Z. And it's not that you are not qualified at what you're doing at this level, but what I need is somebody at this level. And you're not quite there yet. Now, if you have an employee and you want to grow them into a role, if you see that they're coachable and that they take, um, just not necessarily direction, but they're they're really interested in learning and growing, and there's an opportunity for them to grow into the role that maybe they're not quite meeting the mark yet, then I would 100% hold on to that person because it's much harder to recruit and train and onboard than it is to grow someone in. From the inside right like if you already have someone who you think is great they're just not quite meeting the mark then create a timeline and an opportunity for them to grow into that role but let's go back to the conversation because that's all good and well but if you don't have the conversation the resetting conversation then you're never going to get them there so if you already know going into the conversation that you don't think they're the right fit and you don't see an opportunity for them to grow into that that role for me i don't have time to train people into roles because i just don't have the infrastructure to support it unfortunately i am i i run on a very lean budget and so every you know every euro that goes out to a freelancer is a euro that. I'm not, that's not hitting my bottom line. So I have to basically like structure my business to support that. So if somebody's not meeting that mark of their role, then I can't really sustain that for very long because I just don't have the budget to support it. So, so when I went into this conversation, I gave her that very clear kind of 30 day mark and, you know, and basically outlined why it wasn't quite the right fit. And I hope that in the delivery that information is received. You know, it's not always great to get that kind of feedback, but also I hope it's received in a way that it's going to help her sort of position herself and make sure that she's setting the right expectations as a freelancer as well. Like, this is what I do and this is what I don't do. So so that's that conversation. If somebody's not meeting the mark and you want to grow them, it's a really different conversation because then you get to say, okay, when I brought you onto this role, the expectation was X, here's where you are now. Here's where I want to get you to. And when you go into that conversation, you have to know what next steps are. And you also have to be able to commit the time it's going to require to grow that person. I see this as a a pitfall for a lot of companies where they say, oh yeah, I I love like hiring people right out of school and then growing them inside the organization. The idea is fantastic, but what happens often is that they'll bring in this, this junior level person, this entry level person, and they won't have someone committed to the growth. They don't have a growth plan. So that person ends up spinning people end up taking things off their plate because they can't do those things which is expected and then they end up feeling insecure and they're they feel like they're not delivering but they don't know what else they're supposed to do they're not in a position they don't have the level of confidence in the role that would allow them to, to go into a conversation to to be the instigator of a conversation to ask you know can you give me more clear expectations. What do I need to do? So, what ends up happening is those people just end up leaving. And the organization doesn't notice because nobody has really given them ownership of anything anyway. So, be careful of that pitfall. If you bring someone in, I see a lot of companies try to organize internships as well. And the same thing ends up happening the interns just end up sitting around not feeling fulfilled, not feeling like they're really meeting the mark, and then they leave that organization without having felt like they really learned anything new or grew in their role or in their career. So be careful about overpromising and then not being able to deliver, right? The other thing going into that conversation if you if you want to grow them is to give clear markers and timelines. So say, listen, here's where you are, here's where I want you to be. My goal is that we get you there in 4 weeks. Here's what that's going to take. Have a plan. This is what leadership is. Leadership is going into something with a plan, being ready to execute on that plan and being ready to commit to what that plan is going to require. And if you're a level above and you need someone else to be managing that, then you have to have that same expectation setting conversation with that middle manager to make sure that they understand what the goal is. If it's a four-week elevation goal, they need to create the plan for you and they need to show you sort of the, the performance indicators. So what I want to make sure that you do when you go into these conversations, and I said this already, but I'm going to reiterate it is that you have an idea of the outcome. What is the outcome you want from this conversation and that you're honest with yourself going into that conversation of where this person is if they're able to meet that mark or if really now's the time to have that more difficult conversation about what isn't going to happen for them. And a lot of people avoid these conversations because it's horrible, right? I mean, nobody wants to be on the receiving end of a conversation that says you're not meeting the mark and we just don't have the funds to be able to support this role. If you know if you're not delivering on the on the outcomes it's a really horrible position to be in and what you can do as you prepare for that situation is figure out what kind of compensation can you provide so for me because I'm a small business I can't provide any kind of severance but like I said I can always give somebody a 30 day out and I always do and I have to bite the bullet I can't try to save 30 days of their pay just to you know scrape a few pennies together it's just not right so it's the least i can do as a small business to just commit to that 30 days and i always make sure in my cash flow that i that if i am considering letting someone go um, and i say that in a casual way because the people I work with are freelancers so and I typically don't have contracts like longer term contracts with them. So I this is what I commit to is 30 days and I always make sure that it's in my cash flow and and compensate or just accounted for um, so that I'm never in a desperate position and I just have to let somebody go last minute. it's disrespectful. I don't think it's appropriate. And I think the other thing that's hard for freelancers is when you overpromise to put them on a project and then that project doesn't land, it doesn't come in, and then you don't have a role for them. I avoid that at all costs as well. I put people on a retainer and make sure that I have the cash flow to support them. I'm clear about how long that retainer might extend for, and I cover the difference if that money doesn't come in. I've worked with a lot of freelancers in my life. And I've also heard from them that when HR is very unclear or is like pulling and pushing and saying yes, and then saying no, and last minute changing things, they just do not want to work with you anymore. They don't want to work with that company anymore. It's not stable. They have to look for stable income. It's, it's unfair. So if you're working with freelancers, just be very careful about making sure you're planning for it, especially if you're a solopreneur, make sure you're planning for that spend and that you can 100% cover it and then make sure that you're clear around the expectations and then what comes next and then give them a 30 day out. So when you go into these conversations, go in with a mindset of this is a great opportunity for us to realign rather than this is really hard. It does get easier. And the first conversations, especially when you're a new leader, are hard, but they don't have to be because we're in a professional environment. We have to always remember that. Of course, we all have feelings, and this is business for humans. This is about the human side of business. But at the same time, we have to uphold a certain level of like professional composure. And what that means is don't. Get pulled into the emotional side of de- deciding for someone ahead of time how they might feel. And this is with any difficult conversation you might have with someone. It's really easy for us to say, oh no, I'm going to have this conversation with them and then they're going to be sad and then this is going to happen and then that's going to happen. You have no idea what they're going to feel. And it's not your place to decide. All you can do is go into a conversation kind, clear, and honest. And if you're kind, clear, and honest, then the person on the receiving end decides how they handle it. And you can be there to support them through that, but you can't decide for them how they're going to feel ahead of time. You need to be a leader. You need to be clear. You need to be kind. You need to be honest. If you aren't clear and you aren't honest, if you're trying to make it easier on them, and so you're not giving them the full story and you're not being really as clear as you could be, you're being a little wishy washy, and they leave that meeting not sure what it was about, not feeling any different about their role, no expectations have been set, then you're failing as a leader. And it's more common than you would think. A lot of leaders. End up, it's crazy. This is much more American than I think, again, it's not a Dutch thing. But I see a lot of of leaders actually promote and give raises to people who they don't think are meeting the mark. And they do it because they're avoiding conflict. And it's so unfair to, to the employee. It's so unfair for them to think they're meeting the mark, so much so that they're getting a raise or a promotion. And then for them to find out later that they weren't meeting the mark or somehow through the grapevine, they hear something that they're not meeting expectations, really unfair. So it's your responsibility as a leader to be clear, to be very clear of where you want them to grow. It's not personal. It is not personal. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a personality thing. And that is, those are the, those are very difficult conversations. And I'll do a whole podcast on that because I think, you know, when there is a personality conflict, that's a whole different can of worms. But I think if we're talking about performance here and, and we're talking about, you know, someone came into a role and they're not meeting the expectations of that role, you need to be clear and kind and also honest. You can't, make them think they're meeting all the marks if they're not because they're not going to grow. And it's no different than parenting, right? You do have to be clear and you have to be kind and you also have to be honest with your kids about where you want them to grow, right? Like where you feel like there's an opportunity for them to grow into a person who also is kind and clear and honest, right? Somebody who who shows up and has that as their foundation. It's the best way to work with people, and it's the best way to gain their respect. Because if you are behind the scenes talking about them, and I see this in leadership too, which I really try to put the kibosh on as soon as I see it, but I see leaders who vent to their teams, to their executive teams, about the the roles or expectations that people are meeting. And then you see them go into meetings with them, and it's as if that conversation never happened. They just go on because they don't know how to have that conversation to their face. And that's really unfair. It's one thing if you're having internal conflict about the conversation, you're having an internal struggle about having this conversation with the person and you're not really sharing it outwardly, that's one thing. But if you're telling everyone that this person is not performing and they're the only one who doesn't know, that is not kind. And that is not honest. And they need to know where they need to grow. That's how they're gonna get better. And you also know need to know where you need to grow. So if you're not good at clarity, get some support. If you're not good at creating an outcome to those meetings, then sit down and write it out before you go into the meeting. Be prepared. I like to tell leaders that you know, check-ins, weekly check-ins or monthly check-ins, however often you're meeting with your teams, get ready for those those meetings as if they are client meetings. Prepare yourself, right? Don't just go into it haphazardly because it's not really fair to the person on the receiving end, right? You want to go into those conversations prepared and ready to talk through things that come up and ready to ask questions and to lead the conversation not just to be like a passive observer or also my biggest pet peeve of all is people working while they're in a check-in or even working while they're in any kind of meeting. I feel like it happens more on Zoom. If you don't think the meeting is worth your time, don't go to the meeting. If you're not going to contribute, don't attend. Find a reason not to go um i find it really really disrespectful when people are just like tip tapping away checking their email when they're supposed to be focused and engaged in a meeting otherwise like please do us the service of not showing up if you're not going to be there like if you're not going to be checked in then don't come at all so i hope this is helpful these conversations are really it is really important to go in with a certain mindset because it's not about You versus them. It's about a team, right? You're a team. And if you're the coach of a team, you have to tell your players where they need to lean in and lean out and what skills they need to develop to be better because they want to be rock stars. Everybody does. Like everybody wants to be better at what they do, they want to hone in their skills. And if you are the person who can help them do that, Please lean into that. Lean into that role. It is your responsibility as a leader. So don't shy away from these conversations. Go forward with them. Plan them as quickly as possible. Don't put them off, not even a week. Have the conversation as soon, as soon, as soon as possible. It will unburden you to have that conversation sooner than later. And it will also help your relationship with this person. Trust me, that's the outcome you want is an improved relationship with this person where expectations might not be aligned. Have patience too, have patience with them. If you're resetting expectations, give them a chance to show you what they can do before you you know, pull the plug. But if you already know going into the conversation that they're already not meeting the mark, don't avoid it. Just be kind, be clear, be honest. And let me know how it goes. You know, drop some comments in the podcast if you need some help or support with with a specific around these conversations. Okay, have a great week. Talk to you next Tuesday. You've been listening to Business for Humans. Don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please leave a review so that other business owners can find the show. Learn more at practica.consulting.